0: Hey everyone! Still uh, in Southern California. Um, I'm, I'm actually visiting family. Haven't seen them since before COVID, and uh, needed to get out here. So I'm uh, got my cell phone. That's about all I have to try to record a podcast. So I'm going over uh, more personal stories, things that I can say uh, that are not um, uh, that don't require a slideshow or anything like that or a computer. So. Um, most of you don't know this, by the way, fun fact, I guess, uh, but I am uh, from Southern California originally. Uh, I was uh, born outside of LA and uh, most of my extended family actually lives out here. And um, uh, many of you think I'm from the South somewhere and I do have my South Carolina hat on. But uh, the reason for that, I think, is probably probably a few things. I listened to way too much country music and I started talking a little bit like Southerners, probably as a result, partially of that. But I also... Um, uh, lived in North Carolina for, uh, about a year. And I lived in Virginia for three years. And, um, my grandfather's from Mississippi and we have a lot of, uh, more extended family in Mississippi and we go down there every year. So I, I have a lot of ancestors, a lot of family in the South, but originally born in California and was raised most of my life in upstate New York. So there's actually a little bit of, I guess all of America in me, I don't know. But, uh, anyway, um, That's where I am right now, uh, I'm right near the beach, and uh, my wife's out there having a good time. Uh, It's our afternoon to go to the beach, and I figured I'd just record a few little podcasts. And um, I wanted to share with you a thought that I had a few weeks ago. I uh, visited a church that was historically a black church in the South, and um, it was a wonderful experience. This was a solid church. I know um, many uh, ethnic churches, are more Pentecostal or uh, they tend to, um, uh, sometimes there's a reputation that they, they don't have a strong theology and that kind of thing. From what I could understand at this church, their theology was pretty solid. Uh, the pastor was very, they are very nice people. I felt very accepted, very personable. And so um, I just wanted to share with you a little bit about my experience. And then um, a thought that I had afterward, which is... Uh, It's just part of the reason I don't like old-fashioned, if you want to call it that, white supremacy. And I don't like wokeness and social justice. And it's kind of one of the reasons, it's not every reason, but one of the reasons uh, that I don't like both of them is the same. It's because they both would um, destroy genuine, authentic, uh, organic culture. And every church is unique. Um, If you walk into... Uh, a lot of fundamentalist churches, you'll feel like you're walking into the 1950s. If you walk into a Calvary Chapel, you'll probably feel like you're walking into California, kind of like 1975, a little bit. Um, just with a lot, of, a lot of different things, not everything, but uh, you feel like if you walk into a Lutheran church, sometimes you're walking back into medieval times. Uh, some Eastern Orthodox and Catholic churches um, and things like that, they, you'll, they, you, you'll feel like it's pre-medieval almost. Uh, Presbyterian churches formed at the time this c- uh, country was founded. You'll feel like you're in colonial times. There's a sense in which the architecture, the music, the, just the style of communication, all kinds of things contribute to a church's um, culture. Uh, if, and Maybe culture is not the word because the church has embedded it within a broader culture, but uh, the, the church's um, style, the church's, um, just the feel uh, that you have when you're in there and um and of course this church that i went to a few weeks ago was no different this is formed i think before the civil war historically black church and i mean they have traditions going back they have ways of communicating ways of relating to one another uh ways of preaching um, very accepted i mean there's things that uh were done in that church that i don't think would ever happen in just kind of your your evangelical church that's reinventing itself every 10 years or trying to get away from what it was 10 years ago to be hip and relevant uh they you know a lot of those churches never want to admit fault they're very perfectionistic in a way this church the pastor got up there he apologized for something he had said in the previous previous week a bible study and it wasn't even something that was wrong necessarily just some people were offended and and there it felt like a very accepting place it wasn't like this was a big thing this was just the pastor communicating with his congregation and they'll talk right back to him and he'll talk to them and and there's something very sweet about that in fact the pastor Kept mentioning me in the in the sermon, kept picking on me a little, uh, in a very funny way. But very accepting, very loving to me. Prayed over my wife and I. At the end, um, it it was a a pretty solid church. In fact, um, I was surprised a little. The pastor actually said all lives matter in his prayer at the end, and gives you a little bit idea of kind of where they're coming from at at this particular church. Um, But I would have had no trouble, I think, attend being part of that church, submitting to the pastor and the elders, and just being part of it. And Um, I, there, there's certainly some traditions and things that I would have to get used to, but I would have to just accept that, that I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there. If I was going to join a church like that, I'm not there to, um, to, to, at least least if it's not something that's doctrinally heretical or false teaching, in which case I wouldn't be at the church, but I'm not there to like change the way they do everything. And this is one of the things that I, I thought about. The pastor at this church had a very u- unique, different style than what I'm used to and many of the churches that I've been to and been members of. Uh, the congregants treated the pastor differently. And there's a lot of reverence for the pastor, but the way they talked to him was was very different. Um, the way they dressed, very formal, a lot different than uh, some of the places I've been and uh, been used to. Uh, music, uh, they could actually clap and sing. <laughs> so many churches I've been in, they don't have rhythm, uh, but, but they did. And there was probably a thousand things that I'm just not even detecting that I felt when I was in there that I just thought this is special. This is a special place and I wouldn't want to change a thing about it. And and I know um, there probably are things. You know, if I went there for a few more weeks, I'd probably start to see, okay, here's, here's a weak area. Here's something that would need to be changed. But the main point I'm trying to make is that they have a way of doing things. They have their traditions, their habits. They're within orthodoxy. And there's nothing I would want to change about it. And social justice and old-fashioned white supremacy would both want to change things about that. Uh, at least that, that's my understanding. Um, someone who is a white supremacist, a true, and I mean a real one, you know, I met one in Michigan, I remember, years ago, uh, and like an, an authentic white supremacist, like really hated other people, thought white people were um, morally superior because they were white, that kind of thing. Um, I, I've really hardly met anyone else like that, uh, that I can, at least I wasn't aware of it, but th- this person was like that and he hated them. He would want to disband a church like that. He would, if a church like that existed, he's the kind of person that would want to, they, they would have to conform to, um, to, to, to something different, uh, to, they'd have to, uh, have probably, I don't know, maybe a white person come in and, and be in charge of everything because, by, by the nature of their, genetics they were superior or something like that well that's repugnant um and and what that would do is it would destroy the culture of or or the the habits and traditions of a church like that it wouldn't have the same sense the same feel um and it would be artificial and it wouldn't be organic and there's something very organic and and authentic about churches that have they just develop and and regions that just they're they're allowed to just kind of develop and uh and form their own uh, comfortable ways of living that are, that are unique to them. And I think there's a beauty about that. I really do. I think that that's one of the reasons God um, even, uh, I mean, he separated everyone at the Tower of Babel, but gave them different languages and they had to settle in different places and uh, they formed different cultures. And there, there is a sense in which, and this is true diversity. This isn't the kind of diversity that the social justice warriors try to push on people, which is really more ideological conformity. That's what their diversity is. I remember, someone sent me all the screenshots from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary's Kingdom Diversity um, application. Right, so you, if you're an ethnic minority, you can sign up to to get a scholarship from Kingdom Diversity. But as you're filling out the questions, a number of them basically are questions related to: Are you going to push? Uh, are you going to be an activist? Are you going to push your diversity? Uh, at this campus Uh, or or what kind of things in the past have you done to to push diversity and stuff? And if, and I just, the the thing is, social justice warriors want to push something on everyone. Um, And it's not, it's not like a morally uh, justified in scripture, this is a right thing as opposed to an evil thing. They want to push certain ways of living, ways of doing that, uh, that are not uh, right because the Bible says they're right or, or anything like that. They're just, uh, they're, they're different. And um, arbitrarily, those different things are chosen to be morally superior because of whatever factor. There's more oppression involved in them or something. I don't know. Uh, but white supremacists do kind of the same thing. They push, um, or at least when they had more control and then the, the societies in which they gain control, I'm talking about like scientific racists, they push their agenda onto everyone else. Everyone has to conform to some standard like this. And it destroys true diversity. And, and the ironic thing is social justice warriors can push their agenda in the name of diversity, which is such a contradiction. But I think there's something special about that little, uh, co- little church out, out of the way um, and uh, you know, functioning the way they did over the years, developing the way they did. There's just something special about it. And there's something special about other churches that have different traditions and are made up of different kind of people that live in those areas and have uh, a different way of doing things. And as long as we're not talking about fundamental, uh, you know, commands of, that that God has given us in Scripture for how to do church, then why not have those differences? Why not have a livelier sermon? Why not have uh, music which is a little more peppy? Um, why not, um, you know, uh, dress up on Sunday morning? Uh, real nice and, and 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 that's something that's uh, related to culture and um, there's nothing in the bible that says well you you know yeah it's fine to wear shorts on a sunday and, and a t-shirt or you must wear a suit on a sunday um, i think it gets back to principles like reverence and and but a lot of these things end up coming back to um, some kind of a tradition that's formed over time and what's considered modest what's considered um, uh, reverent and, and all those kinds of things it, it's it's fairly complicated but it's it's over time that these things develop and I love that I think a lot of you who are listening love that too when you travel to an area you probably want to see what the local culture is like you want to have different experiences we're going to eat different foods you want to see what do the people do here and um and to make to conform everyone to just one thing they all have to be one particular way it takes all the fun out of it it takes the flavor out of it Um, and you know, I, I think it takes the love out of it a little bit because you develop a love for the smells and what you saw and the relationships and the noises and all the things that you, uh, that are familiar to you, uh, that, I mean, I'm thinking of like back to when I was young and a kid, you know, you, and you, you smelled, you know, what you smelled as a kid, uh, you, you develop a love for those kinds of things. And so anyway, uh, just wanted to say that's, this is a more of a very personal podcast. I'm not going over Bible verses, I'm not um, going over you know, someone's false teaching and critiquing it or anything like that. I'm just sharing you, this is uh, unedited, the opinion of John Harris. Uh, one of the reasons I don't like wokeness and white supremacy at the same time or any kind of supremacy is because of how it destroys true diversity. And uh, I think social justice is against true diversity. Uh, it is for ideological conformity. So there you go. There's an opinion that uh, hopefully that was helpful. Maybe it'll it'll make you think of uh, some of the things that you appreciate and that you love that are unique to your church or your family or your region uh, that maybe you didn't realize before. Sometimes you travel and you realize things that you didn't before that were unique. So anyway, God bless. Hope that was uh, intriguing, (laughs) at least somewhat. And uh, more stuff coming uh, probably later this week and next week. Bye now.